Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is what uh, John Oliver says at the start of his show. And uh, for this one broadcast of mine, I'm stealing his intro. I won't repeat it on future shows. Um, and uh, I, I like John Oliver and uh, his Sunday show. He's a, a comedian, but he explains very... Uh, comedically uh, intricate and complex issues, um, especially the show he had about the uh, Israeli-Hamas war that's going on right now as we speak. So I'm stealing that intro just for this one time. I'm tired of singing or chanting about how woke I am, although that's true. Uh, here is the play in music. You are listening to KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.com. FM. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay. Um, did the YouTubers get a gander at my uh, yellow t-shirt with the uh, KPCA logo on it? Hope you all did. Okay, the mission statement of the Midnight Skeptic, as I've said before, is in my own small way to help rid this country of all MAGA-head conservative Republican GOPers that are just filled with hate and vitriol for anybody who is different from them, um, especially the uh, LGBTQ community. Um, they would trade their grandmothers for extra votes. Okay. All right. Enough of that. Uh, I got to do my shout outs and... Uh, um, on my shout-outs, I'm going to try to give some information about everybody that I mention, about what's going on with in their bailiwicks. So, here goes. Uh, first shout-out, Mickey Huff and Project Censored, plus his two cohorts. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I just abbreviated their names. Um, Nolan Higdon. And uh, mm, I'm going to have to go back to my original notes. Oh, shoot. I apologize for this, people. Nolan Higdon and uh, Andy Lee Roth, ALR, as it's abbreviated in my notes. And I forgot what the abbreviation stood for. Okay. Ralph Scott and uh, his attempts to... Uh, reinvigorate or renew the uh, Petaluma radio players 
I was a member of the Petaluma Radio Players um, a year or two before the uh, great COVID shutdown. We uh, performed radio plays um, at times live at the Hotel Petaluma downtown uh, before a very enthusiastic audience. So, uh, Ralph, um, if you're listening to this, I hope you're successful in resurrecting the uh, Petaluma radio players and we get more people to start showing up to the meetings. And Tom Gaffey, um, the director of the Phoenix Theater, and um, he has a uh, list of acts that are coming up. And uh, go to the Phoenix Theater website uh, here in Petaluma and to get their schedule of which groups are performing. The musical groups lean more toward uh, grunge, rock, metal, thrashing, whatever genre they're called. Okay. And uh, John Crowley uh, at the Aquas Cafe here in uh, Petaluma and uh, an event coming up on the 29th of February. This is a leap year. Um, it's called Drinks with Shrinks. And it's not going to be held at Aquas Cafe. Uh, as in last no last week's show, I told you I'd give you the lowdown on it this week. Well, I'm doing it right now. Okay. It's at Life on Earth Art Makerspace. Um, it's here in Petaluma, but the address is 133 Copeland Street, Petaluma. Um, for Petalumans that are listening to this, um, it's right behind um, Mary's Pizza and CVS Pharmacy in that uh, kind of warehousey area uh, in back of that shopping center. And... Uh, that's where the uh, Life on Earth Art Makerspace is located. Anyway, the, um, the Doctorate of Psychology uh, is um, Todd Disney. He's going to do a presentation uh, beginning at 5.15 there. And um, normally, the Drinks with Drinks um, gathering uh, once a month at uh, Aquas Cafe is at 4.30. But this time, uh, it's going to be at 5.15. So, if you want a uh, presentation on Todd Disney's um, kind of unique brand of psychotherapy, show up for this lecture, and I assume they will have drinks available there. Okay. All right. Uh, other shout-outs to Nariman. I've been forgetting uh, Nariman to give you a shout-out because, uh, well, you're an occasional friend. We occasionally go out and sip wine together, and he uh, usually uh, gives a like to my announcements on my own personal Facebook page of what I'm going to be talking about in the upcoming show. Well, this is an upcoming show. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? In Art Kutznitz um, at the uh, Temple, uh, Benai Israel uh, in downtown uh, 
Petaluma. And um, Rabbi Ted uh, has retired. Uh, he's a good man, too. I should give him a shout-out. I think he knows that I do this show. And uh, he's called me, on occasion, his favorite pagan. Well, I take that as a point of pride that uh, Rabbi Ted called me that. Okay. And last week, I said that I would define the word holy. Well, okay, it's, anybody can look this up. Well, I looked it up. And it, the meaning is something that is dedicated or consecrated to God or a religious or for religious purposes. And then... Uh, Okay, uh, moving right along with the shout-outs. Okay, uh, Mickey Huff. Okay, uh, go to their website, projectcensored.org, uh, and uh, order their State of the Free Press 2024. Every year they come out with a uh, annual book about uh, stories, uh, journalistic articles that did not make mainstream journalism or insufficiently covered. Okay, they'll cover it in these annual books. All right, Nolan Higdon, uh, Andy Lee Roth, okay, John Crowley, Tom Gaffey, okay, Tim Conrad, a great photographer, has some of his works um, displayed at various galleries occasionally around town here. Tom and Nancy Throw, Kevin and Lori up in uh, Katati. Uh, happy birthday uh, coming up. Lori, 75. Ooh, three quarters of a century. Wow. Mm. Uh, Dave and Rosita Takach from up in Sacramento. Rich and Kathy in Sebastopol. All right. Sebastopol's a, a nice town. If I weren't living in Petaluma, which I really love as a town, I would probably move to Sebastopol. It's, uh, it's that good. Okay, Dennis and Megan down in Tiburon, Yvonne and Rich in San Francisco, Stan and Kathy down in Pacifica, Aunt Jackie and her two daughters, Samantha and Melanie, um, and they're in L.A. Uh, Melanie, I think, is back east in either Tennessee or Kentucky. I, I hope she doesn't stay there. She, she's too smart to let them taint her beliefs. Okay, my brother Brandon and Mina in Arizona uh, in uh, Santan Valley, and their, their daughter, Andrea, who is my niece, and she's a nurse in, uh, I'm not sure which hospital, but uh, in the Santan Valley area. Okay, and down in Patagonia. Um, it's been a long time since I've been in contact with her, but uh, Karina Hilliard, uh, last I knew, she was an animal control officer uh, in the town of Patagonia. Uh, she is the person you would call to remove a snake that had curled up in your kitchen, okay? 
All right. And uh, she was working on her degree in biology. Last I heard, I met her at a skeptics conference in Las Vegas and was uh, very intrigued with her um, her story. You know, she uh, everybody's got a story, and uh, hers was very interesting. And I met her dad, too. He's a really nice, fun guy, it seems like, and they have a good relationship. Okay. Um, Arkansas, Shannon Reed. Uh, used to be a uh, massage therapist up here at a spa in uh, Sonoma. Uh, the Fairmont. Ooh, I finally remembered it. Couldn't remember it the last couple of programs. Uh, the Fairmont um, Hotel and Spa. Uh, she was a uh, massage therapist there. Okay. And... Um, <clears throat> She's back in Arkansas now doing real estate. And I think on the side, massage, because, uh, you know, I don't know how much she makes doing real estate back there. Okay. Uh, in Florida, Nelson and Alice Lydell. And Nelson, if you're listening to this, uh, let me know how you're doing. It's been a long, long time since I've heard from you. And uh, I hope your medical issues are being addressed. Okay. And also in Florida, Amelia Beamer. If you listeners out there are a fan of horror, science fiction, and fantasy, well, I've got the magazine for you. It's called Locus, L-O-C-U-S. They are headquartered here in Oakland, which is right across the bay from Petaluma here. Uh, but uh, Amelia Beamer is an editor for them, and she has a YouTube presentation about what the uh, current monthly issue of Locus is and what books they're reviewing. Okay. All right. So check her out on YouTube. Locus Amelia Beamer. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dave in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, the world's greatest pulmonary doctor who has now, um, well, he's retired from medicine. He, I think, retired from GlaxoSmithKline, uh, ar arranging and organizing um, medical trials uh, on new medicines coming out. Okay, but anyway... Um, he is heavily into his art now, painting. Um, go to his website, David Rubin Paintings, all one word, D-A-V-I-D-R-U-B-I-N-P-A-N-T-I-N-G-S dot com. And uh, he's having a showing at uh, Toto Create, which is a... a place where um, avant-garde plays are presented in Chicago, by the way. And uh, I, I don't know what his relationship with them is. I guess they're lending him some space to display his paintings. But anyway, go to his website and check out his very uh, mm, unusual style of painting. Okay. Um, let's see. 
I'm going to finish out my shout outs. Okay, Florida, Florida. Dr. Dave and up to Long Island. Gerilyn Goldfinger. Okay, back on the West Coast. The Sonora Gang. Uh, Robert Finnegan. Um, Bob and Sandy Fisher and their two offspring, Brad and Martha. It was nice seeing you a couple of Saturdays ago um, and enjoyed the dinner with all of you guys. Um, and um, let's see. Jalen Goldfinger, some other crowd. Okay, uh, Darl Larson, who had dinner with us all. It was good seeing you again, Darl. Uh, Judy May, Kathy Francis, and Lynn Quayle, who gives me a like now and then on my Facebook page when I announce what I'm going to be ranting about uh, for this week. John Gleason and his two daughters, Tiffany and Jennifer. Um, and all the way down to Mexico City, Rosamalia Lopez Negrete. Okay, time to get to the meat of what the Midnight Skeptic is all about. And I promised my listeners and watchers on YouTube that I would begin every show with good news and end every show with good news. I'm, despite my disdain and dislike and disunderstanding of how they could be that way, uh, I, I don't hate Republicans or even MAGA heads. I just, it puzzles me how they can worship the God King, the orange sociopathic bloat bag, like they apparently do. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not by nature an angry person. So, uh, good news. I want to find good news in the news of the week. A survey of historians conducted by 154 different academics across the United States and reported on President's Day uh, in the New York Times, that's where I found it. I subscribed to the New York Times, the physical newspaper, uh, because I'm rather old-fashioned, and I like the feel of holding a newspaper in my hands and occasionally getting some ink on my fingers. I, I like that. I'm not going to give it up anytime soon, although, you know, I realize that times are changing, and, uh, you know, and that I'm behind the times. Okay. Uh, where was I? Reported on President's Day in the New York Times, uh, ranked the orange sociopathic bloat bag dead last as far as uh, the quality of their presidency, the quality of their humanness, I guess. Joe Biden is ranked 14th on this list. Uh, Barack Obama is ranked number seven. 
um, I didn't read the whole list, but, uh, you know, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, one, two, and I'm not sure which was one, which was two. Uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was, I think, number three. And beyond that, I, I don't really know. And it's a very opinionated list anyway. And um, these 154 were all historians as described in this article. Okay, kind of sad news. Uh, the passing of Ross Gilb Span at age 84 at his home in Boston. He was an investigative journalist that exposed the oil and gas company's efforts to sow doubt about global warming and the human causation of it. And I'll be talking about uh, that a little bit later, the uh, disinformation sowed by the uh, fossil fuel industry. But um, this is a guy that uh, was a journalist, investigative journalist, and uh, he uh, passed away at age 84. Sorry to see him go, although I don't think he was active in journalism in his last years. Okay. Um, like the evil of big tobacco companies before them, uh, in trying to downplay tobacco's links to cancer, and this was back in the 50s and 60s, uh, the petrochemical, indus, uh, petrochemical companies have been for more than 40 years trying to convince the public that plastic items can be recycled as an answer to the problem of litter and pollution. The Center for Climate Integrity released last week a report saying that industry executives realized that recycling is no solution to the problem, but their conclusion in their conferences and discussion groups and emails said that um, we should recycle or be banned by governmental agencies. Uh, banning plastics was a real possibility in their minds, so they decided to try to convince a gullible public, but well-meaning public, that do your part. Recycle these plastic bottles. Well, it's... I will not disdain the efforts of, uh, you know, the younger generation, little kids picking up plastic bottles and putting them in the proper recycling container. It's all good. And if garbage gets picked up off our beaches, picked up from our playgrounds and parks, well, that's good. It's a good thing to not have litter spread out all over the place. But 
the fact is that plastics cannot be economically recycled. Okay. But the the petrochemical industry and the oil industry and the decided that well let's use this do-gooder enthusiasm to encourage them to put plastic bottles and aluminum cans in the proper recycling bin and uh, convince them that they're doing their part and that this will be a solution to this problem of litter and uh, pollution and uh, warming climate, but it's not really. Okay. The U.S. Transgender Survey. Okay. Uh, it's a, a survey of the problems and uh, the, the, the problems of transgender people in the United States and well the main problem is we have republicans in this country excuse me i've got to take a sip this is orange juice by the way mm. one of the problems is that well how many transgender people really are there Okay, I've got a phone call coming in, but they'll re leave a message if it's important. I'll call them back. Okay, it couldn't have been that important. Okay, um, there's a, a book. Uh, or it could be a, a, a report of some sort. It's called Trinidad, as in the island, colon, Transgender Frontier. It's by P.J. Raval, R-A-V-A-L. Uh, please look it up. But it gives, you, uh, it gives us all uh, statistics about transgender people in the United States. Six-tenths of one percent of adults identify as transgender or have gone through some sort of transition to a sex opposite to the ones um, that they were born as. Okay. Okay, that translates to about 1.4 million people in the U.S. identify as transgender. Okay, the two, it gives a list of all the states and the percentages of uh, people that are transgender in those states. The highest state is Hawaii, eight-tenths of 1% of the population in Hawaii are transgender. Okay, 
and the District of Columbia, our nation's capital, uh, and they're not listed because they're not a state yet. I hope they will be um, one of these days soon. Okay, um, 2.8% of residents in the District of Columbia are transgender. Um, I think California um, is one of the higher percentages, but in no area are they more than 1% except uh, for District of Columbia. Um, Hawaii comes the closest, and they're only eight-tenths of 1%. Okay, um, the the nineteen excuse me, the twenty twenty two United States Transgender Survey was conducted by the National Center for Transgender Equality. The NCTE. Okay, and uh, they okay. LGBTQ. The T part of that stands for transgender. Okay. All right. Um, as my listeners and watchers all know, I am not just not religious, but kind of anti-religious. I've said this before, that religion is the uh, is the cause of all wars, hatred, strife, intolerance on this planet. All religions, not just Christians, although they contribute their share. Okay, this is a quote from Gore Vidal, and it's uh, entitled. Uh, monotheism. Okay. The great unmentionable evil, his words, at the center of our culture is monotheism. From a barbaric Bronze Age text known as the Old Testament, three anti-human religions have evolved. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. These are sky god religions. They are literally patriarchal. Dash, God is the omnipotent father. Hence, the loathing of women for more than 2,000 years in those countries afflicted by the sky god and afflicted by the sky god and his earthly male and I added in in brackets grifter delegates you know his earthly male delegates the sky god is a jealous god of course he requires total obedience from everyone on earth as he is in place not just for one tribe 
but for all creation. Those who would reject him must be converted or killed for their own good. Ultimately, totalitarianism is the only sort of politics that can truly serve the sky god's purpose. And I've said this before. Um, there is more killing in the name of religion than in the name of economics or politics or any sort of morality. Religion is the cause of all discontent, hatred, unacceptance on this planet. All right, going way back, way, way, way back in prehistory, some devious but smart grifter who was part of a hunter-gatherer or herder band of preliterate tribes convinced the dumber members of the tribe that a great, powerful god in the sky anointed him to rule over them. When writing developed, this priestly guy, in quotes, or guys, put it all down into holy books or clay tablets and well, here we are, Joel Osteen in his megachurch and private jets, grifting his flock out of their hard-earned money. And uh, this is why I said last week that I would uh, define what holy is. And let me uh, say that again, read it again. Holy means dedicated or consecrated to God or a religious movement. Mm. All right. Uh, if we didn't have religion, what a wonderful world this might be. All right. And here's an example. This month, and I'm not sure of the date of this, the Islamic State claimed responsibility for the bombing attack that killed 84 people in Kerman, Iran, during a funeral procession for General Soleimani. Two members of the Islamic State with explosive belts a dual martyrdom operation by the head of the uh, Islamic State. Uh, the Islamic State, which is a Sunni Muslim branch of Islam, considers its mission to kill all apostate Muslims, including Shiites. Uh, most of whom live in Iran are Shiites, which the Islamic State considers irredeemable sectarian foe. 
ISIS Khorasan, Khorasan, an Islamic State affiliate in Afghanistan, has repeatedly threatened Iran for their supposedly polytheistic beliefs and apostasy. The Sunni Shiite schism goes back to a 7th century dispute over the heir to the prophet Muhammad after he died. 7th century dispute. And they're killing each other today. Mm. All right. Deception by the petrochemical companies. Imagine that. It's hard to believe that they have known for 40 years or more that recycling wouldn't work. The companies have tried to convince the public that plastics can be recycled. They have on the bottom of plastic bottles these little chasing arrows with a number inside. And uh, I think one through six, another sip. I think, according to the plastics industry, that only numbers one and two uh, can be recycled, but in reality, the recycling of plastic is not economically viable. The plastics industry and the petrochemical industry uh, rely on virgin plastics, meaning uh, oils that are drilled for in the earth and, uh, you know, fresh oil that hasn't been processed yet. They'd rather use that than recycled plastics. Hmm. Uh, the Midnight Skeptic, me, uh, for years has been saying this on my shows that um, plastic recycling is a scam foisted off on the public by the petrochemical industry. And it's called greenwashing. A number of right-wing think tanks that uh, spread disinformation about climate change are receiving funding from various right-wing evil organizations like DT, which is Donors Trust, I talked about that uh, on last week's show, um, and the Koch Brothers Foundation, the Heritage Foundation, and to an extent the Federalist Society, although they concentrate mostly on trying to appoint judges that will overturn People-friendly laws. Mm. Okay. Fourteen GOP-led states rejected federal money that would have helped to feed kids this summer, 
uh, the federal benefits while school is out during the summer um, provides low-income kids $120 per child. This goes to their family for nutritional benefits, meaning food. But 14 GOP-led states rejected this money because Republicans would rather stick needles in their eyes than help poorer people and poorer families to feed their kids. They are just horrible people, Republicans. Mm. Okay, bad news. Mm. Real bad news. In Burundi, uh, President Evariste Ndayishimiye calls for the, you ready for this, stoning of gay people. East African countries are targets uh, for fundamentalist Christian missionaries to come over there and convert the heathens to Christianity. And along with that goes their hateful beliefs about the LGBTQ communities. And this guy, uh, the president of Burundi, has taken it a stepfather. Obviously, the Christian missionaries approve of this, but he wants the LGBTQ community to be stoned to death, I would assume. Okay. <sighs> okay, here's an aside. As much respect as I have for Project Censored, you're listening, Mickey Huff. Mickey Huff and his two partners, I strongly disagree with them that their so-called Russia Gate um, is a big nothing burger. Their opinion that Putin's Russia did not even attempt to influence the 2016 U.S. election of the orange sociopathic bloat bag, there's no way to know for sure how many voters um, voted for Hillary Clinton because of this uh, Russian interference. Uh, but uh, to dismiss them as not even trying to influence our elections is just naive. It, it, I could use a worse word than that, but I won't. There's just no way to know how many voters may have been swayed by Russia's efforts, but calling the Steele dossier total bunk and calling the uh, CJRs, which is the Columbia Journalism Review, reporting a total failure, um, Project Censored should at least state that Putin and Russia tried to influence our 2016 election. 
I know that for a lot of my listeners out there, this is old history, and I'm not a big fan of Hillary Clinton either. Um, I voted for her, of course, but um, to to intimate or hint that uh, uh, oh, Russia and Putin wasn't behind any of this, or the uh, Russian intelligence services weren't trying to stick their nose into our politics. It's just, I strongly disagree with that. Okay. Putin and Russia are not the good guys, although there is a strong pro-Putin wing in the Republican Party now. Okay, enough of that. Good news, very belatedly. The 19th Amendment allowed women to vote in 1920, and it took effect on August 18th, 1920. But Zitkala Sa, a Yankton Sioux female member of the tribe, reminded white women suffragists that Native Americans still could not vote. In 1924, June 2nd, the Indian Citizenship Act was passed. The right to vote, however, is governed by state law. By 1948, all states finally had granted voting rights to indigenous Americans. Mm. All right. Whew. Okay, how much time do I have left? Okay, about 15 minutes. Horrible news. The Alabama Supreme Court's ruling on Friday, February 16th, that frozen embryos, mainly in fertility clinics, are, you ready for this? Children and are subject to the state's wrongful death of a minor act. Uh, slides us evermore down the horrible, nightmarish path toward Christian theocracy. Mm. The concurring opinion by the Chief Justice, Tom Parker, said in his written opinion, quote, even before birth, all human beings bear the image of God, and their lives cannot be destroyed without effacing his glory. Sounds like a preacher, and that's not a compliment. This idea is absurd and unscientific. Not that MAGA heads care about that, but this idea is tied to the Christian crusade to downgrade the personhood of women by conferring personhood on frozen embryos. The will of God, as revealed to us by right-wing conservative GOP pastors from their 
pulpits in their mega churches cannot be the fate of the U.S. Mm. Okay, bad news. This is very bad news. The death of Nex, capital N-E-X, Benedict, that's their name, in Oklahoma's Owasso High School was a sad testimony to the hateful GOP's influence in that state. They, meaning Nex, were attacked in a girl's bathroom by uh, four other girls, um, by this group of four girls, and they, uh, and they, meaning Nex, um, had head traumas, um, which were not, according to the medical examiner, the cause of their death. Okay. Um, they were sent home, and then the next morning they were taken to the hospital again where they died. Um, I will update my listeners and viewers on this situation. Uh, I don't trust the Oklahoma medical examiner to be honest about the cause of death, and I don't trust um, Oklahoma school personnel uh, in general. I hope that they, the school personnel at uh, Oweso High School are compassionate and will really investigate the causes of the uh, bullying. Okay. Uh, further investigations will be forthcoming. Mm. But next, a sophomore had been bullied at the school for the past year. Okay. Uh, if you go online and uh, Google next Benedict, uh, there's a picture of them uh, on the articles. Okay. I promised good news to end the show. All right. Here it is. Good news from New Hampshire. House Bill 1206 went down to defeat. If approved, this bill would have prevented teachers from presenting, quote-unquote, unproved theories as fact and, quote, educators and school administrators from pushing, asserting, advocating for, or compelling belief in any particular theory or ideology. Now, what's this aimed at? It's aimed at the theory of evolution, and Christians will always say, it's just a theory, it's just a theory, it's not proven. Um, Creationism should be taught alongside evolution. Okay, their claim, they don't understand what a scientific theory is. A theory in science is a potential 
explanation for a series of observations that have been tested out and largely found to be correct. Okay, no theory can move across the line into absolute fact. That is just not the scientific way. Okay? If, if you do, then you're uh, sliding into mathematics. Yeah, you can prove things mathematically, but, uh, you know, something like the, the theory of plate tectonics or the theory of gravity or the theory of evolution, there is no absolute unequivocal proof in the mathematical sense of any of these theories. And Christians jump on that gleefully to kind of say that the Bible is fact. The Bible is fact. God says so. All right. Last thing. Good news. The latest Quinnipiac poll uh, taken on uh, the 21st, like yesterday, Wednesday, gave President Biden a four-point lead over the soon-to-be-bankrupt orange sociopathic bloat bag. He has 29 more days to post an appeal bond in the 454 million dollar civil fraud judgment that uh, Trump lost. Um, and he also has to have two business monitors overseeing the Trump, you know, businesses. Uh, he might, one can only hope, lose a lot of his real estate holdings because I don't think he has the money to post um, an appeal bond. Uh, let's hope that he is brought down by all this. Okay. Whew. Okay, last sip. And here's my play out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA-LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously and most importantly, pet your cats. Uh, you know, in my shout outs, I keep forgetting to mention Rob Tomaszewski, the KPCA station manager. Okay. I will write his name down for next week. 
and there will be a next week. I think this um, session of The Midnight Skeptic went fairly well. Okay, and I will be back at you next week, um, the last week in this leap month of February. Okay, so I will be back at you again. Okay, I'm going to attempt again to download this to KPCA, where it can be heard worldwide, um, kpca.fm, and it will be up on YouTube uh, as soon as I stop this and uh, download it to YouTube. So, until next week, bye-bye. <laughs>